fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show that is dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our local foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was graciously sung, arranged, and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. We are so proud of this 14-year-old Tennessee talent. This morning, we are setting the table with the Colonial Dinner Series at the James White Fort in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, with chef and owner of Ollie B. Restaurant in downtown Knoxville, Jeffrey de Alejandro. This innovative dinner series features regional foods throughout different decades that would have been consumed at the James White Fort beginning with the years of 1790 and moving forward. Fred Sausman shares a potluck radio segment on a foodways exhibition at the Blowing Rock Art and History Museum in North Carolina. And I also have news on a couple of wild game dinners and a slow food Tennessee Valley Valentine's dinner coming up in our area. Thank you so much for being part of our Tennessee table. I'm just so happy to have your good company. Now let's get started. The James White Fort sits near the river in downtown Knoxville, and it is a museum home highlighted by the original 1786 residence of James White, founder of Knoxville. The Colonial James White Fort Dinner Series, created by Chef Jeffrey de Alejandro, who is the owner of Ollie B. in Knoxville, is an innovative experience that follows decades of culinary change and growth in the East Tennessee region. Jeffrey is a family man, an inquisitive chef, a dutiful father, and he wants to make his community a better place through food. Jeffrey is all the time hosting and cooking events that help different humanitarian and cultural causes in East Tennessee, and he's dedicated to procuring food from regional farmers and food producers, and he's just one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet. A portion of the proceeds from these colonial dinner a portion of the proceeds from this Colonial Dinner Series go to the James White Fort. Jeffrey and the James White Fort do not sponsor my show. I just like to brag on good things that are good for our community. So we're going to join up with Jeffrey right now and hear more of the nature of this dinner series and why this is so important to him, the farmers that he buys from, his family, and to our community.
So we're talking with Jeffrey de Alejandro, and you opened and started Ollie B. Mm-hmm. And best brunch and breakfast in America. Thank okay. you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's fun. It's pretty interesting to get that. It's been busy since then. I mean, it's been, what, I think like a month? That was good to be represent Tennessee strong in that category. I mean, oh, yeah. It is true. Well, it's great. Thank you. It is true. We're going on four years now, so it's been a to see where it is now to when we first opened. Like, gosh, it's just crazy how how much we've busted our tails. And I remember you mentioned something about you know you love your kids so much and you just can't get a box of of powdery mac and cheese and how they really like your mac and cheese. Oh yeah, you yeah. do things from scratch. Yeah, do and it. You can taste it. Yeah, I think I mean a lot of people. Um, do like to take the shortcut version of it but you know I just don't want to be doing this in a living if I, if I can't do that if I can't make it from scratch it's not worth it to me mm-hmm. the passion behind if you get to make things from scratch are totally different from when you just drop it and go and serve it like it so is. much love and like today I'm making sweet potato soup for a couple catering events for the um, for the weekend and you know, I started it at 4 a.m. and we just passed it through the the strainer to make it nice and smooth. And that was a long process. That could have took me like two hours, but it took me all day. Like, and that sweet potato soup is gonna be banging. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. <laughs> I know it will be. <laughs> but um, it's a lot of love and a lot of like two cooks checked on it, and then I added some stuff. Like, so there's four people like talking and conversating and Crooked Roads gave us the sweet potatoes and they're just another level of sweet potatoes. It's really good. It's the way it should be though. Yes. Well, you can taste the difference. Oh yeah. When I go to get bacon or yeah. smoked meat, no, I mean smoked hog, how's that hog raised? Who's raising it? You yeah. know, that that's the story that's never told all yeah, that much. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, you know, that's what we care most about is the story and the Knowing that not only, you know, food's expensive now, Mm -hmm. anything, everything. And I'd rather spend my extra buck knowing that um, I can help support Allison and Barry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But knowing that, like, that extra buck is not just going to another, you know, business, but another family. Yeah. You know, another another county in Tennessee. Like, that is huge. Like, uh, that. Yes. I mean, that's how it should be. And. Um, as 2019 strikes for me, that's just so important to like try to push that envelope. Like, mm-hmm. if I can do anything, like I had this like you know epiphany when you know the new year starts and you start thinking about where you want to be. And my biggest thing I've come on is like, where did I come from? Like, meaning like who was here first, and two is like when I'm dead and gone, like wh- what would I leave? What do I leave? That's been my biggest, like, get cold chills thinking about it. And, like, with my kids and my family and my sister and my mom, like, if I'm gone today, like, what what would they say and what can I leave them to think about? Like, so, um, mm-hmm. I know I do good food, so mm-hmm. how why can't I do that through the food? So, I think if I can, mm-hmm. you know, try to push that envelope and support local and not because it's something that people think is trendy or cool it's just to help spread that around where we're at 
how can we invest that money back to where we're at? So long story short, that's that New Year's resolution, I guess you could say I have where I'm from and how can I like leave that mark in that sense? Um, I don't care if I'm um, some, oh, he made the best bacon or whatever, but I want to be known for, man, he really helped spread the word for the people who are raising hogs in Johnson City or in a Athens, Tennessee. Like, I, that's what I want. That's what I want left for me. So, that's what drives me. We oh, yeah. buy from our neighbors, keep that money here in our state. Yes. And and also, environmentally speaking, and always in taste, yeah. things taste better yes. if they're raised plenty of right. nutrients and, yeah. and uh, care. And I think it takes the pressure. I know it's a long cycle and uh, debate and argument with somebody a couple days ago was, you know, yeah, you can't pay somebody now and and then you know make sure it's they're not feeding it some crap feed or whatnot, but. If we can take some pressure off by giving them, them money and taking care of them to where they're like, you know what, I can get, you know, non-processed, horrible GMO food. To, like, I can start to do that. Like, because it's hard. I've seen, I've known three farms in the last 11 years that closed shop because they just couldn't make it happen with feeding the animals what they wanted to feed them right. Like, so, um, and I've known farms that feed their animals junk and fill them up. Like, so... I know it's a struggle, and I don't think it's something that can solve right now, but I think it takes a process of people continuing to support local farmers and taking that. Yeah, I know it's a little bit expensive, and but it's it's totally worth it at the end of the year. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I think uh, several people that supported and keep pushing and, and, you know, not haggling on some prices for farmers because I believe in what they're doing and try to support them. It's an investment. Mm -hmm. It really is an investment. So it's a great cycle to try to help and be a part of. So we're, we're blessed and what, what can we do to, to leave behind, you know, something better. Amen. Yeah. Well, you've got this big colonial dinner thing. Yeah. And <laughs> this is so neat. I'm yeah. so excited. Again, this whole like dinner, talking to Eric and New and trying to think of like cool things to do this year and something to give back and do and um, I've been a big part of where I'm from, where I come from and why, like what was here before all of these buildings and cool restaurants and great people like, well, that was the start of this idea and then you give me an idea and it snowballs into ADD and tons of other things so uh, <laughs> but it was like started a series about like where we're from in this area and then I'd start like briefly digging on like our area food you know like start researching and there's not much on this area through food. Like West Tennessee is another story because that mm -hmm. I feel like is another state. Mm -hmm. You have the river mm -hmm. and there's so much influence from New Orleans and whatnot. And you read about the areas for in, in Middle Tennessee being another state, I feel like. But East Tennessee was so far from it. I, I feel like even though it was the same state, like you look at Tennessee food East Tennessee, they all reference like the west side of the state. And yeah. So I was like, man, selfishly, I'm like, I want to know more. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know anything really besides of what you can read and here and there, but how can I start that conversation? 
And the only way I know how to start a conversation is cooking food for people. And whether it's wrong or right, like, no, they weren't doing this or they were. Like, at least to start to know and, like, that's why I want it to be a series. Like, um, of course, I want to cook great food for people and enjoy and, and help raise some money for the fort as well. But I want to know. Like, I'm sure uh, the tickets we sold so far, I know some people that are really, this is what they know. So I'm excited to see what they think and talk like start that conversation like you know um, so i'm excited to start that and and you know i have a vision of i'm very visual person so i see um i just sort of picture being back then and like seeing the you know i can read about the potatoes and some grains that were there and tobacco all over this area supposedly um and and some fruit and then wild bird and um some of those things I can like picture and so I start to see in my head like what I could see and looking at the fort so I'm excited to put that on a plate and again start to talk about it like figure out if it's true if it's not so yeah um, it's gonna be a fun event I'm really excited I'm excited for when the weather gets pretty and we can do it outside Oh yeah, because there's so many little fire pits and stuff, and mm. so I'm so glad you're doing that at the fort. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, it's gonna be, uh, and hopefully, uh, I've already had a couple chef friends that want to play when it gets uh, warmer out, so we can have some really good bigger names in Knoxville um, come play in in the in the fire for me. So yes, I'm excited for that. Oh, I'm I'm so excited. Well, now the one that's um, <clears throat> gonna happen here in January. Can you um, tell me a few of the items on the menu? Yeah. Um, so, being cold and um, you know, this one is sort of the start of the conversation. I can say of um, what I've read, like the first kind of food and dinner in that area was. Of course, we had tons of corn, and we had a lot of influence from the Cherokee. Um, they were showing us. Uh, corn and a ton and a, several different grains um, so I, I've tried to like do my research on the ancient side ancient grain like older older grains and uh, we're gonna like throw some iron corn in there um, what's that it's it's like farro somewhat oh. um, I corn it's a an heirloom corn kind of thing um, we're gonna make grits into it turkey and duck were uh, all over the place and so we're going to make some one of the courses is a ducky wild turkey stew duck is from Barry from Bales Farm he gave me some I've saved some um, and we're going to make this cool stew with winter veg and then some einkorn grits in the middle um, mercy yeah it should be good that one's good um, a lot of potatoes sweet potato and whole potatoes I've read um, Crooked Roads sweet potatoes um and i just envision like these tobacco hanging drying kind of thing or i don't know that mm -hmm. we're gonna try to sort of smoke the sweet potatoes in like uh tobacco essence to do this really cool course mm -hmm. um there'll be uh roasted buckwheat which is like this really crunchy grain on top of the sweet potatoes and i know molasses was something around then but because of our connections with sorghum, I'm gonna have Muddy Pond sorghum and I'm gonna whip it um, and put it over the sweet potato. Um, that's one of the courses. Mm. And being corn everywhere, we're gonna do a really 
simple what I've read on cornbread and whatnot. Everybody has their thing. You're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we've been visiting with Jeffrey de Alejandro, owner of Ollie B in the old city of Knoxville. Jeffrey's been describing his Colonial James White Fort Dinner Series, which is an ongoing dinner series held throughout the year at the historic James White Fort in Knoxville, Tennessee. This series takes place every month, and seating is extremely limited. The March 7th dinner is already sold out. Information online at jameswhitefort.org. And always, I have links and images of all my guests and mentioned events and the podcast of this show available at tennesseefarmtable.com under that link that says listen to the show. After a word from our sponsor, I have a few events I'd like to share with you. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. Details at centuryharvest.com I have a few events I'd like to share with you. There will be a Valentine's Slow Food Tennessee Valley Wine and Culinary Evening at the Bijou Theater in downtown Knoxville. That is Thursday, April 14th at 6.30 p.m. This intimate Valentine's experience will include a five-course meal with wine pairings intertwined with a behind-the-scenes tour of the theater and a chocolate class. The evening's menu will focus on locally sourced ingredients and producers, Wine selections for this dinner are carefully curated in order to match slow wine standards, and the wine has been thoughtfully selected by Mia Roy, active slow food member, owner of Winefort, and a certified sommelier. Seating for this event is extremely limited, and tickets are required. The 50th Anniversary Wild Game Dinner, benefiting the University of Tennessee Department of Forestry, Wildlife, and Fisheries, will take place Saturday, February 16th from 5.30 until 8.30 at the University of Tennessee Department of Forestry, Wildlife, and Fisheries. With prepared wild game, a silent auction, live music, and door prizes. This is a potluck dinner, and and if you bring a dish to share, there will be a reduction in ticket costs. Tickets can be purchased ahead of time or at the door, children 10 and under, admitted without charge. And also, the Louisville, Tennessee annual Wild Game Dinner will take place Saturday, February 9th at 6.30 at the Louisville Town Hall in Louisville, Tennessee. Bring your favorite wild game along with side dishes and desserts. More information by telephone 865 7425875. And again, links and all this information at TennesseeFarmTable.com under that link that says Listen to the Show. Up next is Fred Sossman's Potluck Radio segment on a Foodways exhibit running through April 20th at the Blowing Rock Art and History Museum in North Carolina. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sossman. 
Farm, Forage, Feast, High Country Foodways is an exhibit now running at the Blowing Rock Art and History Museum in North Carolina. Willard Watson III is Program and Outreach Director at the museum. We're able to take people through uh, the restaurant industry looking at Farm Cafe, which is a nonprofit restaurant in, located in downtown Boone, North Carolina. And Farm stands for Feed All Regardless of Means. There's Animal Husbandry with Melinda Brown from Neverending Farm, located in Sugar Grove, North Carolina. She raises feeder pigs for local farms. We also have James Wilkes, the owner of Faith Mountain Farms and Hive Tracks software. So Faith Mountain Farms is a local apiary that was actually started as an experiential classroom for the Wilkes family's homeschooled children. Hivetracks is a computer-based app created by Wilkes, who is a PhD in computer science. Also have looking at third-generation apple orchard with Moretz Mountain Orchard, located in Boone, North Carolina. They have over 100 varieties of apples. There's Alex Schober, who's a local chef and also a mushroom forager. We also have Cecil and Julie Gerganis, who do a local molasses boil in Todd, North Carolina, and they have been uh, boiling sorghum cane now for 40 years. And we also have Debbie Bauer. She teaches at the educational garden at Bethel School and uses gardening and farming as a way to teach environmental education. So this was a chance to really highlight some of the beautiful people and culture of the high country. Farm Forage Feast runs through April 20th at the Blowing Rock Art and History Museum. I'm Fred Saussman. This is Charlotte Tolley of Nourish Knoxville at nourishknoxville.org, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee's own WDVX. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website tennesseefarmtable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song, for updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording. Connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.